Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock. Sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Ah, uh, Benjamin, sure look it, we're back on track and we've got a busy week. Sure look, Ben, this week we'll be taking a look at DC's new super trailer. I heard you guys liked films, so we're going to put some films in your films. <laughs> also, Benjamin, Jurassic World yeah. is back and Jurassic World wants to be a uh, legacy. Benjamin, yeah. Ben, I tell you yeah. what, the internet has named a film. It's called Nope. And we're going to have a look at two series of wildly varying quality. We're having a look at the Boba Fett finale, and we're mm-hmm. having a look at the penultimate episode of Peacemaker. Michael, sure, listen, yes. that is actually enough that to do is a enough. full pop yeah. culture podcast. Probably enough. We, we probably don't need to do any more, but unfortunately, Michael, we do a main topic here every week. And this week's main topic is going to be in honour of St. Valentine's Day, which you are possibly listening on, listener. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, happy Valentine's Day. A kiss, 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 a love heart. We're going to have a look at the grim, dank and sticky history of shipping Ooh. in fiction. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. No, it's no good. Oh, no. It's no I hope, good. I hope everyone's told themselves off. Benjamin! Ugh. <laughs> That's so much worse than anything mm. I could have said there. Yes. DC have released a new trailer, Ben. And DC are they like, have. hey, do you guys like films? Because we've got them. We've got them coming. We've got, oh, we've got, oh, we've got some fucking films. We've got some films coming. What do you want? We've got them. We've got all sorts of films. Benjamin, they've got Batman, the Batman. That's coming out in two and a half weeks. The only DC film I'm in any way excited to see, Michael. Benjamin, there's quite a lot of spoilers going around around about your mate and mine, Barry Keoghan. Okay, yeah, Barry Barry Keoghan. Yeah, Barry Barry Keoghan, Ben. People are saying, Ben, this, this might be considered spoilers, so just cover your earballs up there if you don't want to know who Barry Keoghan might be playing. It, it, it come here to me. Is it a Joker, Michael? It's a bloody Joker, Ben. People are saying that I, you might be playing yeah. the Joker. I do you know what, Michael? It's not. It's not uninspired casting. It's. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not something that I would say no to, Michael. But I hope it's not a bloody Edge Lord Joker like we've been getting, Michael. I don't have time for it anymore. No, you just want a funny old Joker like Mark Hamill. I just want a killer Joker, Michael. I want someone who fucks people up and is sinisterly funny while doing so. And that's really what's jarring about him is like you shouldn't be laughing. This isn't yeah. very funny. You stick a pencil in your old eye, Benjamin. Yeah. Your favourite actor and mine, Pierce Brosnan, is in it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in Shazam. He's going to be in Shazam. Is he going to be in Shazam or is he going to be in Black Adam? He's he's going to be in Black Adam, sorry. He's going to be in the other Shazam, yeah. Samoan Shazam. Yeah. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> what he's going to be in. Uh, Michael, I think they're going to try and do a hero story for Black Adam. Yes, it looks that way, doesn't it? Michael, Michael, it looks like Black Adam used to be a vicious dictator with superpowers and now mm. maybe he's Sound. trying to weigh up. They've given him a son, Michael, and they've been like, oh, my son wanted a better world, so now I'm going to be a good guy. Benjamin, have you ever seen the film The Scorpion King? Yeah, it's terrible. I have nothing more to say on the topic. We're going to get a lot of that, you reckon? We're going to get a lot of The Scorpion King. I wonder if Kelly Hugh is going to be in it. Yeah, uh, uh, fingers crossed, Michael. We all want a little bit more Kelly Hugh in our lives. We haven't seen much Kelly Hugh in recent years, Benjamin. I want Hugh in my oh, films. Oh, very good. Hugh yeah. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Huge jacked man. Anyway, Michael, he's not in any of those films. But no. uh, we've gotten some more glimpses at one bloody... What's her name? Zoe Kravitz? It's not Zoe Kravitz. Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. She's going to be in Zoe. it. Yeah. She's going to be in it. She looks to be a bit of a moral compass for the old Batman from yep. the little snippet that we saw. Benjamin. Uh, I'm. Yes. It's nearly three hours long. It, ah, it's too long, Michael. That's too long. It's I too don't long. know if it's the time or the inclination for three hour long films anymore. But Michael, as we've said before on this podcast, the one and a half hour film is dead. Mm. I miss or, it. Or just on Netflix, Ben. Or just on Netflix when you need to make some schlock to keep the revenue rolling. Yes, and mm. you've got Ryan Reynolds on board. And you've got Ryan Reynolds on board to do pretty much whatever he wants. He's just making his own films, Ben. Did you see the latest trailer where he's himself from the future? Yes, I'm a spaceman. I've always wanted you to know about the future. Hello, younger me and dad Mark Ruffalo. Benjamin, that's got nothing to do with DC. Benjamin! Yes. We saw our first looks at Hawkman. Yeah, I. Do you know what? Dr. Fate. Yeah. And uh, big fella, Atom Smasher. Atom Smasher, Michael. <laughs> Whoa. Where do we start with this, Michael? Where, where do we go with this? Nobody wants Hawkman in their film. Nobody asked for it. Benjamin, they've, they've preempted a lot of this with the DC, the DC 
um, CTTWTVEC. You know yeah, what I'm classic. saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. The, uh, the Arrowverse, Ben. All of these characters of have been in the Arrowverse already. Yeah, and now they're getting the Schneider treatment, so they look kind of cool and buff and very mm. CGI. Mm. Um, I mean, this, this, this beggars another question, Michael. Go on. Apparently, we're doing away with the Schneiderverse, so anything with the Schneiderverse aesthetic should probably be given a little scrub a dub 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 dub. I didn't think that any of these necessarily had the Schneiderverse aesthetic, Ben. They weren't very dark oh. and grimy. I thought I, I think Black Adam looks a little bit dark and grimy, Michael. Do you think it looks dark and grimy? I don't think it looks dark and grimy at all. I think it looks like 2001, The Scorpion King. <laughs> Which you're definitely going to stick to for the yeah, yeah. entirety of this film's With run. The very actress good. Kelly Hugh in it. Um, yes, Michael. I it, look. It's just a. It's just a glorified teaser trailer. They just cut three teaser trailers into one film. And they're like, look at all them chickens, and nobody cares. Yeah, they were. They were bloody. They were geese. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of trailers, <laughs> go on. We had a. Uh, uh, Probably the biggest, I don't know, Ben, it's going to be an interesting year. We haven't done a 2020, we haven't done an episode looking forward to 2022. But one of the big releases of 2022, Ben, is undoubtedly going to be Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Park, Episode 7, Dominion. Yeah, uh, Chris Pratt is at it again, and he's very happy dinosaurs are around because he's probably a creationist. Exactly, Benjamin. Benjamin, my favourite moment of the entire trailer was when the actor... Sam Neill walked into the tent and said, Ellie Sadler, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then she said, I'm in. <laughs> she said, I'm in. Alan Grant, you absolute son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, it's become, it's so funny to see, theoretically, your your adolescence and my childhood come full circle now, uh, where we just get, we just get, absolute fan service in the form of oh remember these guys huh? remember remember your remember your beloved characters remember that girl who did a flip and kicked the pterodactyls in episode 3 she's probably going to be back she'll probably be back to do stuff uh, oh what's that the the main series lead uh, Christopher Pratt isn't such a hot potato right now get Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum on the phone please and Laura Dern Laura Dern Laura Dern um, Ellie Sadler you son of a bitch Benjamin She's in. We yeah. had a little bit of a debate on the Discord. People are hopping up on it and we had a little bit of a deg- debate because I said all films just want to be Spider-Man No Way Home now. Yes. Remember these things from other films? They're back. Look at them. Yeah. But Benjamin, uh, my go good on. friend and yours, but more mine, let's be honest, Brian. Um, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever met him, Ben. Um, we, he, he said it's more of a Star Wars The Force Awakens sort of situation. I, I yeah. If we're looking for cultural DNA, Michael, if we're look for if we're looking for little little droppings to lead us back to the source, it's oh, probably, very good. Like yeah, in Jurassic see what Park, I did? yeah, very what good, I did very scatological. Yes, uh, that's uh, you know that, that's what we're all about here. <laughs> she looks, she listen. Podcast. She looks, she listen. The scat podcast. We the talk podcast, shit and look for it too. <laughs> the podcast that takes a poop on culture. <laughs> we do sometimes take a shit on pop culture. Mm. It, it does actually happen that way. But anyway, Michael, I think that's a, I think that's a really solid call from your friend Brian. Apparently, yeah, yeah my mate right, Brian, Brian, my good mate Brian, not yours. Sound, uh, but he's absolutely <laughs> he's on the money. <laughs> he's on the money there. We, they started this with bringing back, I suppose, the Mac Daddy of big blockbuster franchises, didn't they? Star Wars is one of the big ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah. certainly before the MCU came and blew it out of the water, but it used yeah. to be. But in, in terms of like the 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 OG, yeah, franchises, Pop- that was it. So you mm. know they were able to do that then and bring them back and. It wasn't the gentle George Lucas kind of hinting at what would come later, you no, know, no, in like, the prequels. It was like, bam, there Remember he is. Remember these guys? There they are. <laughs> They're here <laughs> That's now. them. They're here to help. Benjamin. <sighs> yeah. I tell you what, if Act 3 of Jurassic World Dominion doesn't end with them facing off against an unstoppable horde of dinosaurs at sea and then a sparkly yellow portal opens... And Quint and Sheriff Brody come true, Ben, and they have a bigger boat. Then I'm going to walk, walk out. out. I'm going to walk <laughs> out, Ben. I'm going to walk out of the cinema and go, that was fucking bullshit. Bigger boats are bust. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, get those Jaws lads in there, Ben. We need all the crossovers. <laughs> all the giant animal phobia things. Exactly. Bring them back. Yeah. Jason Statham will be there with the Meg. The Meg. Jason Statham will be like, oh, look at the fastest fucking size of these sharks. 
Is that a fucking dinosaur? It's a fucking oh. dinosaur. I'm gonna fucking, he's going to jet ski and do a big kick in the head. Benjamin. Yeah. You know who else will be there? John Voigt will be there. And he'll be, he'll have a Hispanic accent for some reason. I like, these are the biggest lizards I've ever seen. But he'll come through on a smaller boat than the one from Jaws, Ben. All these portals will open. It'll be incredible. And it'll be all the big monster movies yeah, come, back to, yeah, come back to get you. Exactly, Ben. One portal will open, Ben, and just the water from Lake Placid will flow out. <laughs> I, I don't know who was in Lake Placid, so we're going to have to make It was a crocodile with... in Lake Placid. I know it was a crocodile, but I don't know who the oh, actors right. were. Oh, yeah, okay. And so then there'll be a gonna... big anaconda from another one. Yeah, no, that was John Voight. That was, uh, Godzilla will pop through. No, that's, you're, that's too, Ben, you've gone too far. It's, it, oh, okay. That's the that's the line. We draw the line at yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, no fantastical shit, Ben. This is Jurassic World. It's, it's oh, grounded in real oh, science. Of course, of course. How silly of me. Yeah, Ben. It's all just nostalgia these days. <laughs> yeah, look, I I don't care much for the Jurassic Park franchise, Michael. I haven't seen any of the new ones. Oh, very uh, I, I'm sure that is probably sacrilege in some circles but I, uh, there's a big dinosaur behind your head there Michael yeah actually. that's Bytosaurus that's Bytosaurus Rex she's the official mascot of the tiny room is she? yeah yeah she probably put her on a t-shirt there she is look at her yeah, look, at, look at her there now look at her there now there she is that's very good that's very good Michael uh, but come here to me I look it'll be fine It'll be grand. <laughs> I I think they're Weird. they're blockbusters by the numbers at this point. I don't think they they're particularly innovative cinema. Are they? Am I wrong? No, they they could bring Vincent D'Onofrio back. Ben, did he get killed? Uh, I'm sure they could still bring him back one way or the Just other. Just bring Michael. him back. Alternate they universe. It, time travel. They, they did it in Marvel. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah, all right. Okay. At least one of us can't. Uh, Michael. Then we got you and I. Michael traveled together as yes. a pair. Yes. To see to see a little old film about what feels like a hundred years ago now, Michael, uh, pre-pandemic. We, we went to see a little film called Us by spooky, scary director Jordan Peele. Was that called Us? Yeah. Was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was wondering why I was getting no reaction whatsoever there. It's just because your Alzheimer's has kicked in, My Michael. My brain was and processing. You can't remember the film. I don't it's remember. Okay. It, it happened pre-COVID, and as we all know, there are no before times. There is only now times. What happens pre-COVID stays pre-COVID, Ben. <laughs> as they say. Uh, but anyway, Michael, we got a trailer for his next little horror soiree. Ooh, I wouldn't say little is the right word. Uh, his next big mm. horror soiree. Yeah. His hooray. Ben, it's named after an internet meme. It's named after a big old internet meme, Michael, and a, a common, a commonly held internet belief that black people would not die in horror movies because black people would simply turn around to the threat and go, nope. They just nope out of there, Ben. Yeah, they did nope out of there as the kids. Hello, fellow teens. Hello. Welcome to Sherlock Sure Listen, the <laughs> podcast that gets you. We get you. We're on TikTok. We're on TikTok. Yeah, we love um, China. So we're getting some interesting stuff here, Michael. Um, Kiki Palmer is, seems to be starring, Michael. Go on. Uh, and I I remember Kiki Palmer back in the Nickelodeon days, Michael. Never uh, heard of her. Very enjoyable, big energy actress. That should be fun to watch, Michael. Bloody, what's your man's name? Oh, no. Daniel. Yeah. Can't remember his surname. Oh, that's you spin awful. your wheels, I'll look it up. He's a he's a classic Jordan. He's he's now Jordan Peele's go-to man, apparently. Uh, so it's it's he was in the the other very scary, bloody film with the hypnotist who put white people into black people's bodies in Black Panther the film Black Panther in Jordan Peele is that the one you're talking about <laughs> in Jordan Peele's body. his name is Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya so Daniel Kaluuya was also in Jordan Peele's first uh, soiree into horror are you doing a bit Ben or are you just can you not remember the name Get Out I can't remember the name Get Out. Thank <laughs> you very much. Get Out, yeah. Uh, so Get Out, uh, he was in that and now he's back for this. He's playing a ranch hand, Michael, on the only black-owned uh, animal training ranch in Los Angeles. In or whatever. Los Angeles. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting little moment at the start of it, Michael, where we see the famous first ever motion picture. Mm. And apparently uh, the black man writing that is the fictional ancestor I would assume of Kiki Palmer in the Benjamin film yeah I love an alien abduction film it looks like a very classic alien abduction film Michael Benjamin it is my guilty pleasure now, there's nothing wrong with a classic uh, horror alien abduction thingy I absolutely love them Ben I 
even loved what was that one called? The Fourth Kind with Mila Hovovich. Oh yeah. I thought that was great. I I loved um what was that other one, Ben, where they were coming into your house to get you on your Julianne Moore? Oh the others. The other, was it called the, no that was the I one don't with, know that was one with Nicole Kidman the other famous redhead the other, the other famous very pale redheaded woman yeah. in Hollywood aliens mm. are coming to get Julianne Moore I love that one Benjamin I love that one about uh, the guy the guy who plays Hicks all the time when they kidnapped him and they put a thing up his butt yeah the I can't remember what any of them are called Richard Richard Dreyfus plays him in the film Close no, Encounters no, of the Third Close Kind en- I don't actually I, Close Encounters I, isn't my get favorite. out of here you just said you like them all yeah but Close Encounters isn't an alien abduction film what is it then it's an alien in, in meeting film oh uh, yeah but and the aliens you, are benevolent yeah. in that bit are they though they, well, they are, yes. That's the whole point. Have you seen the film Close Encounters? Are they, though? No, I clearly haven't. <laughs> yeah, um, you clearly haven't seen the film Close Encounters. I clearly haven't seen the film Close yeah. Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. Michael, come here to me. Yes. Come here to me. Yes. Come here to me. Yes. Looks to be a classic alien abduction film. Benjamin. Yes. Recently, I loved The Dead of Night. Remember The Dead of Night? No, I don't, actually. It was set in small town America and... Um, there was aliens. Oh, you, you raged. You, ra- you raved about this, Michael, when it came out. It was actually our, our good, my good friend and yours, but more mine, let's be honest, Stephen Cadwell. Oh, yeah, because I don't have any friends and you have all the friends that <laughs> come on I've got all the friends. Yeah, yeah I've got I them forgot. All. I abducted them all. They're all here. They're covered They're in all transparent here in the film. tiny room. <laughs> I've covered them in a transparent bioluminescent film. A transparent film. They're all, Classic stuck, transparent. They're all stuck to the wall getting probed. Fuck's sake. Go on. What anyway. are you saying? It's great. I love alien abduction films. I can't wait. I'm, is that all I'm getting? This is now, like, aside from Thor, Love and Thunder, this is my most anticipated film of next year. Get out of here. I cannot wait. Anyway, Michael, it looks like we're going to get a classic uh, alien abduction film with a uh, uh, kind of uh, black African-American cultural take on twist, it. exactly. Uh, a twist, Michael. Because that's what Jordan Peele does so, oh so well. He does it very well, Michael. Um, there look to be a few hallmarks of the Jordan Peele style of of directing uh, what, what seem to be innocent objects that have a very sinister, ominous undertone. For example, a white rabbit mm. or a cup of tea. Or a um, spaceship, a big spaceship. And there are plenty of spaceships, Michael, but we only see them as lights. Mm, or do we, or um, don't we? Or are they spaceships, Ben? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. Is that an alien? Can't wait. And I think, I think the big spooky kind of symbol for this one is going to be the f- raggedy men that you have for car sales. Oh, yeah, the, the big... Um... <laughs> yeah, those fellas, yeah. Those fellas. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that thing you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very it's, visual it's medium. A very visual medium for a non-visual podcast. But uh, yeah, the, the lads, they used to sell cars in American infomercials. Yeah, the flappy arm fellas. The flappy arm fellas. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I'll go watch that and I'll hold your hand and break it as usual, Michael, uh, when the jump scares come on. Yeah, don't worry. I'll, uh, you can just nope out of there, Ben. I'll just nope out of there, Michael. I tell you something else I want to nope out of, Michael. Very good segue. <laughs> yeah, fucking top top segue work there, Ben. <laughs> fucking top stuff. <laughs> the Boba Fett finale was this week. Oh yeah. Um, and I have watched all of it, Michael. Go on. Um, in the last week or so. And yeah, look, it's it's it it wanted to be the Mandalorian very very badly. Um. But then I, I think such an interesting thing happens here, Michael. So from about episode, there's seven episodes in it, which yes. first of all is an awkward number because we're now in the we're, we're in the era of the tight eight, the tight eight or the tight six or the tight the loose ten. We do evens. Yeah. That's what we're on. Yeah. What's what's this? What's this sort of seven? Seven prime hmm? number bullshit. Prime number bullshit, Michael is what it is. Uh, so it's a sort of seven, Michael. And the reason I say it's a sort of seven is obviously at some point John Favreau and the the crew of people he keeps around him: Bryce Dallas Howard, yes. uh, Dave Filioni, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Robert Rodriguez, who yeah. were all back to direct episodes in this. Obviously, met together and went, "Oh, do you know what? Boba Fett isn't a strong enough character to carry his own series. Oh, we've mm. made a horrible mistake." Do you think that's what happened? What I thought happened was they went, "Oh shit, we've left. We've forgotten to make three or four episodes of The Mandalorian. We can't do a whole series just to catch up with them. What do we do?" And he's like, oh, I've got one episode about Boba Fett. Can we stretch that out and kind of paste it over the top of it? I Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's possible to do it that way. Only I would say that you could make 
a brand new series of The Mandalorian with a lot more favour than you could make a Boba Fett one. So I think what what got this through the pipeline, Michael, yes. in the end, yes. is more Mandalorian. Because episodes four and five of Boba Fett are Mandalorian season three. Benjamin, I'm very upset about this because I, as you know, no great Star Wars fan am I. Yes, and I know. In particular, Ben, no great Boba Fett fan am I. Benjamin, I, I don't know if you've ever been in the tiny room. It's I have. festooned with action figures. It is. Festooned, Ben. And one thing you'll notice there ain't here is a Boba Fett. Ain't no Boba Fett. I've just, I've no time for him. He's just never, he's never interested me in any way. That's because he was a blank man, Michael, who didn't say anything. Benjamin, I've got an action figure of Cersei from Marvel's Eternals, and I don't have any action figures of Boba Fett. Notably because Cersei did say things in her film. She said a few things. Benjamin. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Here's where I was going with this, and I've forgotten where I was going with this. Oh, what's upset me is that I did like The Mandalorian. I was happy to keep watching The Mandalorian. I didn't want to watch The Book of Boba Fett, but now Mm -hmm. I have to. Now you have to. Because it's The Mandalorian I've heard. And that's why, Michael, yeah. that's why they put it in there. All hail our overlords at Disney and their corporate synergy. It's it's such a shame, but I, I honestly I honestly don't think it was that great a series. It was fun to see parts of the world, Michael. Um, one of the things that really annoyed me is uh, in episode four, give or take, Boba Fett recruits, and spoilers for the book of Boba Fett if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, what are you doing? He recruits a crew of street hoods, Michael. Oh, good. And they're called the mods. And they're called the mods because they modify themselves with cybernetics. Oh, not because they're like a London fashion thing from the 60s. Well, you see, that's the thing, Michael. So the lads the lads over at Boba Fett have done a little joke because they ride around on hovering mopeds and they're very fashionable and they all have British accents. Oh, that's great. So there's some jokes going on there, Michael. Oh, and I, I quite ev- enjoyed that part. I love every minute of that description of a thing that uh, I haven't seen. Until I, until I find myself, Michael, watching a chase scene between the mods and another character. Yeah, the cons. And, I, and the music changed and I went, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this? And I sat there and I was scratching my head and I was trying to figure out. It was Samurai Jack, Michael. Oh, watch out, Jack. Watch out, Jack. Watch out, Jack. Back from the past. Watch out, Jack. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, it's Samurai Jack, Michael, right down to the character design, the weird lingo that they speak to each other, the kind of techno beat soundtrack. It's just straight out of bloody Samurai Jack, Michael. And it was but very the, interesting to see. There is Lindy Lynch there because Gendy Tartakovsky. You're right, Michael. Director of uh, Samurai Jack also directed the initial Clone Wars animated series. And then You're right, Michael. that influenced the rest of the Clone Wars, the, the second Clone Wars animated series. And then this show is all set during that time and is using a lot of the characters and concepts for it. So there is a straight line lineage can be drawn there. I sure wish I'd remembered that before I made my point, Michael, because now I feel silly. You and your point. Benjamin. <laughs> yes. Is it true that the finale is just every character coming back? It's shit. The Including finale Quint is. And Sheriff Brody on uh-huh. a bigger boat. Yeah, the finale is very poor. Okay, go on. So what we get is a lot of setups, Michael. They try to pull a Mandalorian where uh, Boba Fett goes to various planets and the Mandalorian goes to various planets to recruit characters that we've seen before. Oh, Gina Garano. Yeah, so she's not in it anymore. They got rid of her. Yeah, no, not her would have been an excellent response there. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can we try that joke again, man? Let's try that joke again. Oh, Gina Garano. No, not her. Oh, good. No, not her. <laughs> so, good, Michael. You can choose which one of those you want to put in. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I would say, Ben, that I'll edit that together. But I'm not going to leave the whole You're thing in. You're not going to do that, Michael. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that. I'm going to leave Michael, the whole thing in. This episode is going out as is. It's too late. <laughs> so, Michael, come here to me. Yes. They try and do that. And the thing is, they've done it so many times now that it's dull. Yes, go on. It, it's not interesting to see. Uh, do they do a big fe- team up? They they try to Michael and they have a little they have a little fight in in Moss Espa I think it's Moss Espa is the town that mm. Boba Fett tries to control or it's Moss Eisley one of the two and they have their big showdown and there's a rancor Michael so all the Star Wars fans are like oh my god a rancor oh wow look a rancor oh well there um, are Star Wars listeners yeah AKA well most I mean, of the people who listen to this did there are a lot of Star Wars fans that listen Ben almost everyone is Star Wars fans except us. Oh, right. Okay, it's just us. Yeah, it's I'm just a Mandalorian us. fan. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not Star Wars, Ben. That's separate. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. So anyway, Michael, it's very weak. They brought back a character from the Clone Wars animated series. Cad Bane. Cad Bane, Michael. Very good. You're very on top of this. I'm on top and of everything, Ben. Michael, he's he's a big old threat um, in the penultimate episode because he, he guns down, and again, spoilers for Boba Fett, which I've already said, but he guns down, uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, no, Timothy Oliphant's character. Um, Sheriff Vanth, or Marshall Vanth. There yeah. we go, Marshall Vanth. And he dies in the penultimate episode, which... Uh, which mobilizes the people of Freetown to kind of come to Boba Fett's aid to oh, stop the spice trade, Michael. Yeah, spice must flow, or not in this case. Or not in this case, because the spice is being used in Star Wars now for some reason. Very strange. Anyway, mm. anyway, what we get, Michael, is... Cobb Vanth. Yeah, but he's Marshall Vanth. That's, that's, okay. We can also go with that, but his name is Cobb Vanth, yeah. Um, what we also get, Michael, yes. is weird... Energy. Bad sequencing. So, Cad Bane faces down a Rancor. Okay. And he now gets rid of him with, with a little flamethrower. Okay. And the Rancor gets one little puff of of flamethrower and then off he goes. As you would, in fairness. As you would. Okay. Not scathed or anything, but he just doesn't fancy it anymore. So, he yeah, runs yeah. off. That ridiculous. man has the ability to set fire to me from far away. Yeah, ridiculous. Then, Michael... Uh, Cad Bane gets the upper hand on Boba Fett and has him pinned dead to rights and all of a sudden Boba Fett uses his uh, Tusken Raider stick oh yeah his whipping stick Samoan fighting style thing yeah and he wins oh good except it doesn't make any sense because we don't see how he gets the movement to it doesn't matter because <laughs> he's pinned on the ground it's ridiculous it doesn't Michael. matter Ben at least um, it's and, a triumph of good over evil and then he kills Cad Bane or does he Ooh, he? Ah, he he probably does. Um, but it's ah, it's such a damp squib of a thing, and so unearned. I think we're all supposed to go, yeah, Boba Fett beat his old mentor, but none of that story is ever given to us. I think you're supposed to have understood that from the Clone Wars at some point. Oh, I haven't seen um, it. But Dave Filoni is making that classic error. He's like, everybody loves my stuff. Everybody's definitely seen the Clone Wars before they see this. No, they haven't. No, no, one's no, seen they it. haven't. No one's seen it. No one's ever watched The Clone Wars. Nobody's ever seen Star Wars, Michael. Just no. us. No, it's a very um, niche, just niche us. thing. It seems like a very cobbled together finale. I would almost say, Michael, that it was rewritten to avoid something and we were possibly supposed to get eight episodes. Right, 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 right. It feels incredibly rushed and just a little dull in places. Oh, no. Um, the end of the Boba Fett series serves very much as a, oh, look, the Mandalorian's here. It's oh, grand. Good. Everything's yeah. grand now. Back to the Mandalorian. What's Benjamin? that, baby Yodes? Oh, he's popular. In. People love him. Yeah. Benjamin. Yeah. On the on the flip side. Go on. Another TV show on a streaming these days. It's just going from strength to strength. From strength to strength, Michael. A joy to watch at every possible point. I have made my peace with it. DC is my new favourite TV uh, comic book platform. Yes, we're talking about Peacemaker, Ben. We had the penultimate episode and it was flipping fabulous. It was flipping, flipping fabulous, Michael. It was uh, absolutely fabulous. <laughs> what an episode, Michael. Ah, non-stop. It, non-stop. I Just, was so tense, Ben. Uh, Michael, I, I didn't know what way it was going to go. Anything could happen. I didn't know what way it was going to go. I was on the edge of my seat from start to finish in that penultimate episode, Michael. Anyone could die. Anyone could die. Oh, I tell you what, James Gunn, he knows how to make a story, doesn't he? He sets that up. He shows you the stakes right off the bat because spoilers for the penultimate episode of Peacemaker, if you haven't seen it yet, listen away now. Throw yep. your earballs away. Go to the bottom of the screen there where Mick has included some helpful timestamps. There's some timestamps and you can go on to the next thing about shipping. Yeah, because you might be into that. Yeah, dirty, dirty gouger. Yeah. Dirty. Um, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Um, all the listeners gone now between Star Wars fans out. and gougers I've, I've insulted everybody now it's all over Michael come here to me uh, what, he sets it up right away with an L Murder oh very good Benjamin you've been wanting to do that joke all week you did text it to me earlier I have yeah no you saw it it's uh, all set up so uh, poor L Murn gets uh, gets taken out of the game quite early on yeah he's busy he has to go be in um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yeah, because James Gunn is filming that at the exact same time. Benjamin. Or some such, yes. I have been looking a little bit at the Saved Chala movement. Have you have you seen that at all? 
save save T'Challa. Okay. Hashtag no. save T'Challa ban. I haven't. Ben. I haven't seen it, Michael. Um, say, hashtag save T'Challa is a, a bit of a movement on Black Twitter, Ben. Okay. Um, to save T'Challa by recasting him. Oh. Rather than letting the legacy of the black character die with the actor Chadwick Boseman. That oh. it, it is the character of T'Challa who is the hero. Oh, that? that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. And I was mm. thinking that the actor who played Mern would be a good shout if he were... Uh, he'd be a good they, T'Challa. If they were to do that. I'd watch that. I think he'd be a fine T'Challa. Uh, I don't know. That seems... Mm, mm. It's a very tricky suggestion, Michael. Well, they recast Bloody Joker after Heath Ledger died. Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> that was not legendary. Quite do you know, actually, Michael, speaking of things that have made my jaw drag along the floor, we're getting a Joker too with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. Everyone wants to see it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Ben. That has a whole bunch of implications, Michael. If T'Challa is the important character, then we shouldn't be recasting as any kind of actor outside of Africa. What do you mean? Well, I mean, does that not... Does that? Not, uh, I don't know. Should we not... Like, if we're focused on the character, should we not be being fair to African representation as opposed to... I don't know. So it should be an it African seems... actor, you're saying? Yeah. I don't know, Ben. I think they should have cast Chris Pratt, to be honest. <laughs> just right from the start, doing a voice. I feel like Chris Pratt would actually feel like he was justified in the role somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing a, doing a racist voice. I don't know voice, how he'd do it, great. but he would. Yeah. Not um, blackface, Ben. That'd be too far. But just Chris Pratt doing a racist voice. Doing That's, an African accent. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be absolutely spectacular. Nearly as good as his Mario casting. Ben, Peacemaker. <laughs> Peacemaker, Michael. So, uh, Mern is taken off the board immediately. Straight away. Yeah, and then Adebaye and Hartnett. Adeboyo. Adeboye. It's Adeboyo, I think. Adeboyo, okay. Um, Adeboyo is then left, and Harcourt is... uh, They're left to kind of make their escape, Michael. Mm. I I find it hilarious that they escape from the wrath of the butterflies by simply sitting in place behind the wall. Yeah, they just did a good old-fashioned hide. That was very bad. Um, so, yeah, we got to see the death of, of poor Elmer's little butterfly. I did think for half a second, Michael, that there would be a last-ditch attempt and that Judo Master would get butterflied by Mern's... Oh, very clever. ...fading corpse. I thought we'd get a, a reinvigorated Mern with Judo skills. Mm. I'm glad we um, don't, to be honest, because I like Judo Master. Yes, you do. Judo Master has his funny little scene. Judo Master, I think, is possibly James Gunn's favourite character on this show. I think he Fantastic. really has a soft spot for Judo Master and he I keeps think, putting yeah. him in funny little scenes. Yeah, he was supposed to be in one episode, I think, but they loved him so much they kept bringing him back. Yeah, it's just like, get Judo Master back in there. Get him back in there, Ben. He'll fit Benjamin. There. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I was very nervous about Eagly. Oh, Michael. We've talked about this a few times on the podcast. That That... That website does the dog die, Michael. Yes. Uh, oh, I was on tenterhooks, Michael. Tenterhooks, Ben. I was there going, no, 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 you can't do this to Don't me. Don't kill off you the can't. pet sidekick. Don't kill off the pet sidekick. Nothing upsets me more, Michael, than the death of pets. Yeah, in, very sad. In any kind of thing. I've I've just finished a horror story, uh, a horror novel called All, uh, The Only Good Indian. Right. And there's so many dead dogs in it, Michael, that it genuinely upset me to my core. Don't want it. It's very well written. It's very well put together. I will never recommend it to anybody for the sheer trauma experienced by dogs in the book. And get, get it's the same it. for Eagly, Michael. I'll have less of it. I really thought when Eagly was... Uh, so he's pecking at the arse of John Economus. Mm. And I thought that Eagly had spotted something and Eagly was going to be sniped or hurt. And I was like, don't you dare touch a feather on Eagley's head he is a treasure <laughs> we were all peacemaker in that moment going yeah. don't you fucking dare but Michael thankfully yes what we actually got is is a, a lovely chance to see Eagley give him a hug again and then we got the ultimate showdown between father and son Ah, oh, Michael, what a showdown it was. Also, I would also like to give myself a few kudos points. Several kudos it. points to you. You did call it exactly, Ben. Vigilante came in clutch. There's weak points in the armor, man. Yeah, you said it. Got you him. said it exactly. You were listening for once in your life. 
I have never been more satisfied with the downfall of a character in my life. Because he was a big racist. (laughs) He was a big racist. Watching the White Dragon slowly realise that his big bad suit wasn't working anymore was a delight. Because he's such a racist. I'd say get rid of him, to be honest. He's such a racist, Michael. I enjoyed the way he died. It was enjoyable. I like that... I really like that Peacemaker wasn't torn in the slightest. He had a bit of a cry. He had a bit of a cry, but it didn't stop him from going, you're a piece of shit. Mm. You're the worst thing that ever happened to me. And he's just, (laughs) there's no, I can't do it. He's my dad. There was none of that. No. There was none of that. There was a realisation, oh, this guy's a real piece of work. Mm. (laughs) And it just pops him in the head. And I love the shock on, um, on the white dragon's face. And love it, and the bullet. Did you did you hear the steady drip while um, Peacemaker is having his his emotional breakdown? It was great. There's a steady pouring, and I was like, "Is someone taking a leak? Is it <coughs> is Vigilante taking another leak? Maybe no. It was the blood pooling out of White Dragon's head. Yeah, great, very good, and yeah. glad. Benjamin, mm-hmm. it's gone mad as well. There's a big giant monster. We were saying last week that the difference between this and. Um, <laughs> Ben has had to mute himself while he has a bit of a cough. Ben, we were saying that the difference between this and the Suicide Squad was that there was no big giant monster. We were wrong once we again. We were wrong. We got gunned. There's always a big giant monster. There's a big giant cow, Michael. That Benjamin. doesn't look anything like a cow. It's like a big demented caterpillar. Bloody James Gunn is obsessed. Remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how Starro was about taking over your mind, yep. going in through your orifice and taking over your mind, and how... Yep. Uh, the butterflies are about going into your orifices and taking over your mind. I was yep. I was talking about this to my good lady friend and she said, isn't that also Slither? Yeah, it is. And Slither is about little alien fellas going in your orifices and taking over your mind. Yeah, not in a great way either. No. No, he's just no. obsessed with things going in your orifices and taking over your mind. Yeah, no, it's it's no good. Yeah, you don't want it. Um, it's very creepy, Michael. Mm. We, we're not fans. Very good podcast. I am um, thoroughly looking forward to the finale next week. Yeah, I think it's going to be very good, Michael. Any predictions? I'd say that someone's going to die, most likely. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to say goodbye to to someone on the cast, Michael. Yes, someone, uh, someone will probably die. Oh, also, uh, I hope it's not John Economist. I've grown very attached to Mr. Economist. Mm. I mm. would love to see a cameo from Idris Elba. I think, I, I'm not certain, Michael, that we won't see a little after credit scene maybe with Mr. Idris Elba. Mm. Because if they're saying that every cop in the country is now looking for him, wouldn't they maybe get the guy who shot him last time to go after him? Wouldn't Wouldn't Bloodsport take it upon himself mm. to go after him maybe? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was like, oh, I didn't do the job right. That's not good. N- either for my reputation, nor for the fact that he's a big old dickhead who killed uh, Rick Flagg. Yeah, yeah, Rick Flagg. He hasn't seen uh, Peacemaker's transition to a hero. He, nope. he, hasn't, he hasn't seen it yet. I tell you what interested me, Michael. What interested you, Benjamin? There's, a, there's an interesting little moment there, Michael, where... The white dragon, when he's berating his son, says that he's laying with a man. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. And it's real interesting. Now, mm. I don't know whether I don't know whether white dragon is just one of those assholes that uses gay as der- a derogatory term. He is. He is, definitely. For sure. <laughs> but also, it's a very, very interesting instance of uh, bio-representation in, mm. the, in the DC universe. That could he be did, very yeah. interesting. He did, Benjamin, say that he would eat an entire beach of dicks if it was for liberty. If it was for liberty, Michael. Yes, mm. liberty is his top priority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Benjamin. Yeah, very good. Yes. The interesting thing, though, is will we ever find out who he was in a relationship with? Or will the fans just have to come up with their own ideas? Michael, you saucy, saucy minx. That's a buttery smooth segue, Michael. If we did do that, Michael, do you know what it'd be called? Shipping. Oh, very good. I was still doing a face of smugness. Yes, a face of pure smugness, Michael. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to one listening? and to all. To one and to all. If it's not Valentine's Day and you listen to this, thank you for listening. And also, a happy belated Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got the ride. I hope you did. I hope you had a wonderful time. Or, yeah. if you were single and ready to mingle, I hope you just enjoyed a nice calm day by yourself, taking stock of your life and the good things in it. Yeah, and a nice big wank. And a nice... B- <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what you might have done, Michael. You might have sat there, yeah, and you might have watched some of your favourite fiction, and you might have picked up on some tension somewhere and gone, "Oh man, wouldn't it be great if those two just 
those two crazy kids just figured it all out and sorted out their lives and got together. Exactly, Benjamin. Like Mulder and Scully. Like, oh, Michael, that is the that is the entire crux on which this episode is built. So well done. Oh, oh sorry. Well done. No, no, you've done you've done really well there, Michael. It wasn't I a mystery. You. I thought I preempted. No, no, you. no. Okay. It wasn't a mystery. It was just a buttery smooth segue, Michael. Um, so full of them. That term shipping is yes. an abbreviated form of sorry, a contracted form, an abbreviated form. Shortened, Sh- abbreviated. Shortened form. Yeah, abbreviated. A sh- it's a shortened form of the word relationshiping. Oh, that's not a word. That's where it comes from, Michael. Oh. And Michael, X-Files and the fans uh, therein are largely responsible for the prevalence of it today. Get out of here, Benjamin. I just picked one at random. Yeah, no, you nailed it, Michael. You you smashed it out of the park. It's almost as if you've been podcasting professionally for a oh, number of years for now. For a number of years now, Benjamin. Four. Yeah. Five. It's very interesting that we can still do this professionally without making any money. Yes. Um, but anyway, Michael, the the notion of shipping is basically that, you know, fans pick out a pair, sometimes more than a pair, Michael. Sometimes a triple. Uh, so, sometimes a triple. So, tw- sometimes a, a fourple. Oh my God, that's so many. That's so many. So many, Michael. Um, too many orifices spoil the broth, as they oh. say. Oh, do but, they say uh, that? But anyway, Michael, uh, sometimes you have lots of different ones and it's called shipping when two fans decide that those two people should be together within the canonical universe of a given show, film, uh, series, comic book, whatever you fancy. Whatever you fancy, whatever you're having yourself. Whatever having yourself. Now, while the the common term shipping comes from X-Files fans and the... I guess the the prevalence of it in in television comes from X-Files fans. It's not the first instance of it for X-Files people or uh, for shipping. The first instance that we had of this in a, a weird form was they they used to make zines. Star Star Trek fans used to make zines. I Michael. knew it was the Star Trek fans. Even when you said it was the yeah. X-Files fans, I knew yeah. it was the Star Trek fans. So Trekkies used to make zines, Tre- Michael. Stop you there, Ben. Trekkers. Trekkies. So Trekkies used to make zines, Michael. All right. I will not rest until the entire listenership of this show has decided, (laughs) fuck that Bengo. I will not rest. You've you've done Star Wars, Star Trek, and what was the other thing? Uh... I just had a go with something in general, didn't I? Oh, gougers, oh yeah, it was uh, Gougers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just had a between, go with Gougers. Between Star Wars, Star Trek and Gougers, that's our entire listenership covered. Gone. Gone. Just wiped out in one fell swoop. Which one are you, listener? A Star Wars <laughs> fan, a Star Trek fan or a Gouger? There'll be a poll on the Discord. So yeah, those those zines, Michael, in, in the stuff of nightmares, w- w- would be romantic fictions based on Spock and Kirk. Oh yeah, what's um, why is that nightmarish, Ben? Because it's, it's Leonard Nimoy and and bloody what's his name, William Shatner. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna have a tender love making session, Ben. No, it's not gonna it's gonna be a lot of grunting going. God damn, God damn it, Kirk. God damn it, Kirk. Yeah, well, that's that's more illogical. A, yes, exactly. God damn it, man! Give me some passion. Is that your Kirk impression? Yeah, it's terrible. Very I'm good. not a st- no great Star Trek fan of mine, Michael. Very obviously. But anyway, it goes back even further than that, Michael. One of the first, Get out of you know, literary instances of this that we've ever seen is from Jane Austen fans all the way back, way, way back in the day, Michael. Um, Jane Austen fans used to create full in-universe uh, matchmaking between the different characters of Jane Austen novels. Oh. Like or not Jane you- Austen novels, sorry. of Yeah, no, of Jane Austen novels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, Emma and Mr. Darcy. Yeah, exactly. Was that um, good? Are they from the same book? I, I don't, don't know. Think they are. I can't tell you. I don't think they are. I think one is called Emma and the other one is called Jane Eyre. Or not Jane Eyre. What is it? Jane Austen. Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Anyway, fans of her books made matchmaking pairs from different books. So Get there's a Jane Austen... Uh, universe <laughs> a, a Jane JL, Austen extended a, universe an, an ALU an Austen literary universe oh very good <laughs> and, and everyone's AL... fucking <laughs> in the ALU everyone's fucking and everyone's fucking each other and that's the important thing so this is one of the really unusual instances of it actually happening but it, it as I said <clears throat> the core of what we understand today as shipping comes from the X-Files so there's a couple of reasons for this the X-Files premiered in 93 in 1993, 
and go on. If in terms of a in terms of a pop culture technology timeline, it's right in line with the mass use of the internet. Oh yeah. So what happened was you had this unspoken tension between a Mulder and a Scully, and Two what you sexy f- young people. They were sexy young people, Michael, doing sexy young things in dangerous, sexy situations. Mm. So it sounds yeah. sexy, to be honest. And what happened was, Michael, it had only just become a popular thing that you would go onto an online forum and chat about your favorite episodes and things like that. And within that, Michael, came the shipping communities that blossomed out of internet usage, where you could finally kind of speak with people directly about, you know, oh, man, I think they should bone. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be great if they just got it on? Yeah. Okay. And the original series creator, Michael, whose name you probably know more than I do. Chris Carter. So Chris Carter, he was uh, he was vehemently against it. Oh, really? Um, he said, under no circumstances does that fit in our plans um, to ever have it as an episode. He actually created an episode, Michael, specifically to push against this interpreted tension between the Get characters. Out of here. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the episode. No, I should have written it down. There won't be no fucking this Christmas. Yeah, but that was pretty much it. That was the episode. There won't be no fucking this Christmas. Thank you. Um, uh, It'll be a... (laughs) Sorry. It'll be a celibate Christmas. Yeah. Celibate Um, Christmas round bloody FBI town. Yeah. So anyway, Michael, he was vehemently against it. And despite that... The internet communities continued to grow and they were like, no, make it happen. Mulder, Scully, Mully, make it happen. Look into each other's eyes. Yeah, they wanted a Mully. touch hands. Yeah. Benjamin. Yes. But the funny thing about that is, as, as against it as Chris Carter was, it created the template for every procedural cop show, man and woman relationship for the next fucking 30 years. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Castle. Castle. Sherlock. Bones. Bones. The TV show Bones. Yes. They did actually want to call it Bone, but uh, they couldn't get it onto television that way. Uh, yeah. Bone brackets, as in they're going to. It'll be <laughs> season five, though. Brackets. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, th- he did actually create that template, uh, much to his chagrin, I'd imagine, because he was so vehemently against it. Anyway, despite that, this huge surge of demand Michael was the, was really the first of its kind in a network television sense um, and eventually they they caved the network caved and what we got in the the X-Files movies was a relationship yeah. between Mulder and Scully and then everyone was like nah don't like it nah don't like it <laughs> don't oh, like it I was wrong <laughs> change it um, back and that's really interesting Michael because it's 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 there's been a lot of studies into why shipping has become such a phenomenon and it has it's huge like it's still a big part of uh fandoms for anything that anything. you come across literally anything ben literally anything it's a rule 34 situation and it's no good sometimes it's, benjamin yeah <laughs> yes. are, are we going to cover how it ruins it when they do get together so um, i think it's it's really interesting that you say that because what it what it very often is, and what, there's been a lot of studies done on this, Michael. What it very often is is a fantasy, okay. And the the fantasy that is created through shipping appeals to fans on a number of levels. Number one, it makes them feel like they've got input on their favorite shows. All right, okay. Um, it gives them an illusion of control, if you like. Uh, number two, it gives them a notion um, that. You know, they understand the show and they understand the show very well and only they can see the ship. Do you know what I mean? They they can see the budding romance and one day it will come through and, you know, there's all kinds of ways that it can be done. And then, you know, we look into that. But fundamentally, and a few psychologists have, have posited this, Michael, fundamentally, it's a way for certain fans to explore their own sexual impulses. I see what you're saying. So what it is, is TV is a safe refuge for a lot of people. Star Trek fans. Star Trek fans, X-File fans, uh, Peacemaker fans, Gougers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a refuge. It's a nice place we can go. It's a safe space. When your 45-minute episode, hour-long episode ends, all's good in the world. Yeah. 
you've had a fun romp, you've watched, you know, Vigilante blow the heads off 18 different things, you've seen John Economist gun down a group of white supremacists, and you haven't had to engage in any of that yourself. No. You get that you get that relaxing kind of thing of like, oh, good, all the neo-Nazis are dead. Good. And it's nice. And in the world of the thing, it's really, really nice. And that works the exact same way for a sexuality experiment, Michael. If you were a curious individual, mm. you might ship uh, two male characters from a show that don't really have any business being romantically involved in each other, being as one is very, 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 very um, heterosexual and the show has gone out of its way to make it clear, Michael. Yes. Um, and the other is a co-host named Michael. So you oh, might very do good. that. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Because I was just about to do that joke. You <laughs> yeah. absolute son of a bitch, you beat me to it. So uh, what I was actually talking about, Michael, was uh, Dean and Castiel in the Supernatural series. Or Demons, Dean and Sam. Or Dean and Sam, which uh, very inappropriate, Michael. But anyway, the more taboo, the better, I suppose, when it comes to a shipping, because what you're doing is you're using it as a safe avenue to explore a fantasy that you can otherwise not indulge in. Mm. Um, or you feel you can't indulge in so that's one of the theories for why this happens does Castiel not, even have a willy I, I don't think so I don't think angels have genitalia they don't, certainly don't in the film Dogma or it's not supposed to work I don't think if it does but anyway Michael what we see inside of that is you know a lot of investment in this idea um, and also you know it just gives fans I think more to talk about it just it just it creates a stronger bond with the series. They feel like they see things that aren't there or they read into it too much or anything like that. You know, other people would find a healthy outlet for that. They might start a podcast with someone they barely knew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> they might, I don't know, start a second podcast to look at themes in more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could just start a podcast, lads. Come on, they just start it's a podcast. It's much easier. But anyway... It turns a little bit toxic, Michael, at different points because what happens is fans overinvest Uh-oh. in their shipdom. And that's that's where things get a little bit dangerous. You hate fans, Ben. I hate fandoms. I don't hate fans. I hate fandoms. Uh, because fandoms are these big, boiling, highly intense things where people have formed too much of a parasocial relationship with their favorite shows and now they think they have a right to demand certain things. Right, one. Where are we going? But anyway... One of the interesting things that happened in the X-Files was you had your shippers yep. and then you had another group that established themselves called No Romos. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Is that the origin of the internet meme, meme No Homo? I don't know, but it could be. I'm not sure. No Romos were anti-shipping people who said no, Mulder and Scully are colleagues, mm. nothing more. Get out of here. So they had a really interesting thing. But these would lead to really heated debates at cons and and different things, you know, between different groups. And it gets very, very, very messy. So Mm. that that initial investment is called self-narrative therapy. Oh, is it? Um, Yeah, so that's the official term for it. It's self-narrative therapy. Um, And it's a way of exploring different things within ourselves that we don't really feel that we can express in normal society or in our everyday lives TV grants us an, op- grants us an opportunity to do that um, it's probably what contributes to that cathartic kind of takeaway that we get from our favourite mm. films and things like that but one of the things that they also noticed Michael was that this was the beginning of a larger female engagement with pop cultureedom oh, and nerddom and I things see where like we're that going. and initially Michael yes. shipping was yeah. a female fan dominated discipline that's what bloody got girls into the X-Files, Ben, in the 90s. Girls weren't even allowed to watch science fiction in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it certainly probably felt like that in a lot of cases. And so in the male-dominated forums and chat rooms, Michael, which I spend a lot of time on, unfortunately. You do too much, and I would argue. really wish I didn't. But those are toxic places, Michael. They're not fun for people to be on. And I think it could still be argued today that a woman's place on the internet is a very precarious thing, depending on what community she wants to be a part of. Yeah, well, you don't have to say you're a woman. Uh, you don't have to, but you also, you know, could if you wanted to. I you mean, could it if you want to. Sometimes you can yeah. even say you're a woman if you're not. Yeah, I think that's probably more often than not the case. But anyway, yes, Michael, the the shipping communities were the first ones to to kind of be able to express themselves, and that was their way into fandoms, um, which was a very nice thing. Blenjamin, yeah, you haven't brought up one of the most famous ships of all time go on and 
I mean, I, I think one Titanic. of the most... Ah, very good. The HMS Bounty is what I was going to say. <laughs> Benjamin, we can't yeah. talk about shipping without talking about Xena and Gabrielle. Ah, oh, good. It's on my list. Good. Oh, good. Go on. Okay, go on. You you spin your wheels then. No, you go. Well, You're I, a Xena I, fan. I, well, I was a Xena fan, yes. And I wasn't I wasn't a shipper, Ben, because I didn't even know such a thing existed at that stage. Yeah, of course. Um, and by such a thing, I mean lesbians, to be honest, because I was about nine. <laughs> you were a little Irish out. boy in well, an Irish, Irish community. Irish boy, Ben. I'd never heard of such a thing. But Benjamin, one of the, and, you know, there'll probably be Xena fans listening to this, Ben, if we haven't alienated them all. Um, one of the interesting things about that, and one of the reasons that it is kind of enduring, much more enduring than Mulder and Scully or Seely Booth and Temperance Bones Brennan. Yes, of course. Is that... It wasn't ever explicitly consummated in the show. No, it wasn't. It was It was always left as a little nudgy winky. It was left as a fantasy manga. So, exactly. So the fans yeah. could do whatever they wanted with it, Ben, and they could go, oh, they're definitely together in heaven, just lessen it up. Lessen it up. <laughs> you sound, on my mic there, Ben, you sounded like Daft Punk when you said that. <laughs> and it made it super funny. But I don't think it's going to carry across. I might have to do a bit of a voice edit on you. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, Xena is a really interesting one. So, so against the concept that they might be lesbians was the network, Michael, that Xena and uh, what was her friend's name? Gabrielle. Her so friend, Zena and exactly. Yeah. Her friend, her friend yeah. wink, wink. <laughs> Uh, Zena and Gabrielle were not even allowed to appear in the same credit scene, opening credit scene. They had to be shown in separate panels because they never wanted to feed into the idea that Zena and Gabrielle were um, lovers. Yeah, they did that. Come on, let's be honest. They did, but they did sometimes. But Lucy Lawless has spoken on this and she said, well, I think the best part about it was that the people that wanted it to be real, it was real for them. And the people that didn't, it was okay because it wasn't touched. Yeah. Yeah. and that's that's what made it a better thing. I'll be honest, Michael. I was very disappointed. I was I had always thought that Zena was a big old gay show. Oh, did you? It's not very gay at all. She's no. forever falling in love with men. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really well, spoiled. Zena. It was the nineties. You couldn't be gay in the nineties, Michael. There was no such thing. No. As far uh, as I can tell, Ben homosexuality was invented about the year two thousand and four in Ireland. Yeah, give or take a year. Yeah, yeah. The year it was made legal. The year it was made. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so one of the interesting things that happens, Michael, and you've hit, it, you've, you've hit upon it a few different times there, where you talked about, you know, it's the fantasy element that appeals to people. And very often they're left disappointed if it doesn't come to fruition in the way they imagined. Mm. So two things happen if uh, a shipdom Go on. comes into reality. Uh-oh. And uh, number one of those, Michael, is that it's not done the way fans want it. Mm, like Silly Booth and Brennan. Yeah, I, I suppose it could be a little bit like that. I'm not sure. I've never seen the show. But uh, one of the ways that it happens quite often, Michael, is that we get the character and it's what we call superficial fan service. Go on. So uh, a perfect example of this is the Kylo Ren... Uh, Ray. Ray... Uh, ship so that that had been going on since the force awakens uh, there was a huge contingent of the internet that was like yeah get them together have a dark sith daddy and mm. a bloody jedi queen get it on and it was real weird um i mean disney did reject my 400 page um, <laughs> for some reason <laughs> fan script but look it's fine I, I guess in hindsight i shouldn't have called it sith daddy wins but mm. you know look Sometimes you just got to follow your heart, Michael. Sometimes but anyway, you just got to let your free flag fly. This is, this is one of the things that became a huge dominating force throughout the sequel trilogy. Well, that um, and complaining. Yes, that was, uh, yeah, fair enough. Those um, were the two things. That, that and complaining, those became the two things. But what, what we actually got, Michael, in the third film, and spoilers for the third Star Wars film if you haven't seen it, we got the kiss between Kylo Ren and Rey. Did it a big kiss? Mm-hmm. Now, when I say that was a shoehorned kiss, boy, oh boy, am I not kidding. We got no hint that it was to build up. There was nothing. There was just a weird moment where they wore the face off each other. Yeah. And Kylo Ren dies. And Adam Brody's weird looking. And Adam Brody, Adam Driver. Uh, yeah, no, that was just a, a separate thing that came <laughs> into my head. Adam Brody sure is weird. Um, 
but yeah, basically, Michael, what we got was um, superficial fan service, and it caused uproar. After all that, after all that investment, that's what we got. Mm. Was a little, was a little weird two second kiss, a two second smooch. So that's one of the first things that happens. Um, is that we see superficial fan service that breaks people's hearts. And the other thing that happens, Michael, is that once a shipdom is confirmed in universe, yeah, very often the shippers that came up with it only want to see that narrative from that point on. They're not really interested in stuff outside of the shipdom anymore. They want to see how their two favorite characters interact now. In their dating life, now that they're dating, or now that they're doing... I don't want to hear any more shit about ghosts. I just want to see Mulder and Scully doing the Christmas shopping. Yeah, exactly. So this this actually happens quite a lot with um, different shiptums, where people lose interest in the main plot of a series if a shiptum is confirmed, because they're just like, oh, my pair, my ship, it came Mm. true. It's Mm. wonderful. Mm. And it's uh, it's just a weird thing to happen, you know? Benjamin, you said you strongly ship Catwoman and Batman. I do. I'll have that all the time. But you see, that's an in-universe thing, Michael. I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to fantasize about that. It's real. So it's not really shipped them. So, Michael, I've developed a little game for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And I've I've gone and I've found, Michael, a bunch of bloody terms from the internet. Oh, no. To do with shipping. And I'm going to run them past you here, Michael. Okay. And I have to guess what they mean. Yes, you do. Then we better wrap it up. Yeah, then we better wrap it up, Michael. This is how we're wrapping up the, the show today, Michael. Oh, this is so exciting. What a novel yeah. twist. So one you'll already know, Michael. We have canon. What's canon? Oh, Ben, that's the what's real. Yeah, exactly. It's the source narrative you're referring to when you're talking about a thing that you like. Canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's like, a fanon, Michael? That's when uh, fans make up their own shit. And fans make up their own shit, exactly. What's a head canon, Michael? That's when one person makes up their own shit, Ben. And <laughs> doesn't share it with anybody else. Yeah, in, um, my, in my version... Um, Peacemaker is uh, Jewish. Yeah, nice. In my head canon, Peacemaker's Jewish. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense with his white supremacist daddy, but that's okay. So, Michael, do you know, to my mind, the yes. OTP of Peacemaker is Eagly and Mern the Butterfly. What the hell is an OTP? Yeah, there you go, Michael. So that is the one true pairing the OTP <laughs> that is the pairing that you think is the ultimate choice Mulder and Scully uh, Mulder and Scully the OTP Zena and Gabrielle uh, now Michael if I told you actually actually I changed my mind the yes. OT3 of Peacemaker oh. is John Cena Vigilante oh my and Mern I've seen films like that only <laughs> yeah. accidentally <laughs> so that's the one true threesome and that can go all the way up to OT4 OT5 the one true fivesome etc 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 and Benjamin uh, you just you ha- you looked this up for this podcast right yes I did yeah yeah very good okay my search history is ruined I can never touch my computer again good okay um, so then we have Michael TPTB throwback Tuesday pancakes <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Good man, you nailed it. Uh, no, that is the powers that be, which is oh, the from, original yeah, yeah. term that shippers would use to refer to showrunners and show creators. Yeah, it's also the from power. Angel. It, oh, is it? Yeah, they're the ones who give um, Cordelia her visions. Oh, get get out of here. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, Michael, come here to me. What's slash fiction? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, sex stuff. Sex stuff, yeah. So, Michael, originally, um, Slash is a subgenre of uh, fan fiction involving male-male pairings. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Slash fiction is believed to have um, been created from Star Trek fandom. Yeah. It's the it's the Kirk, Spock stuff. Mm. And the reason it's called Slash fiction is because of the slash that goes yeah. between Kirk, slash Kirk Spock. and Spock. Mm. Um, so, it's called Slash fiction for that particular reason. Um, and then we have Femme Slash, but today, in a modern context, it's just Slash fiction in general just for weird slash. sexy times. Ben, yeah. how, is, um, how is Slash different from shipping? Is it, does it have to be weird sex stuff? Shipping, shipping can be uh, primarily romantic. Um, okay. It doesn't have to involve a physical aspect. It doesn't have to involve an erotic aspect. Slash mm. absolutely does um, and is usually categorized uh, by a heady amount of almost pornographic content. Mm. Yeah. Benjamin, I wrote some slash fiction starring 
Quint from Jaws and Chitara <laughs> from Thundercats. It's got some weird shit going on in it. Uh, does Jaws make a cameo? Oh, yeah. A bedroom cameo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Michael, let's, let's run into the last few here. Okay. Oh, we're still doing this. All right. I've only got, I've only got two more, Michael. Okay. They better be good. Two more. I've got the next one, which is AU. What's AU? Author's Unintended Consequences. Nope. So this is Alternate Universe. Oh, uh, that was actually quite close. Fiction. Um, so it would be exactly what you just talked about there, Chitara and Quint. It's where two two different things from different universes come together. Yeah, yeah. And the opposite of that is established universe. Ah. So it's within the, the canon of the show already. Quint and the shark Jaws. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Um, that is awful. Uh, and the last one, Michael, which has become something of a popular thing in recent years is P2P. Uh, peer-to-peer? No, it's not peer-to-peer sharing. It's pull-to-publish. What's that mean then? So, sometimes, Michael, when we create a fan fiction, people oh, really, no. really enjoy it and it becomes very, very highly popular in demand. So what happens is a publishing house might come to you and say, hi, do you fancy publishing that with us? And then you say, no, I'm a mad Mormon. No, I'm a mad Mormon and then we'll give you this much money and you go, okay, yeah, I'll do that. So you pull to publish, you pull your fan fiction down so mm-hmm. that you can publish it under a brand new name. Mm. And rewrite so, it into Fifty Shades of Grey. And then you write it into Fifty Shades of Grey. So Fifty Shades of Grey, of course, uh, started out as fan fiction for Twilight, mm. um, which is kind of f- fucked up. Um, but yeah, um, so that's a, a pretty good example of that. And then Michael, Are there others? Uh, I don't have any on hand. Oh, that was the most interesting thing you said in the last 10 minutes. I want to hear about others. Oh, no. I want to hear about others, Ben. I want to hear about other weird sex books that started as Thundercats fan fiction. Hang on. Let me see if I have any more. Oh. Now I feel... The listeners will know. Yeah, now I feel terrible ladies and gentlemen what are your favourite fan fictions turned actual properties (laughs) Uh, let us know in a couple of different places you can find us on the interwebs at www.seomrabeag.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g.com means tiny room in Irish does indeed you can find us on Instagram at sure look sure listen podcast means sure look sure listen podcast in English though this time you can find us on Twitter at listen sure you can find us, but we won't answer you. We won't answer you because we don't really use it. And ladies and gentlemen, the best way to get in touch with us and get a name drop on this very podcast and have interesting intellectual debates with us is to get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it. The link is down there in the description below. Yeah, do indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, you can join us in a week's time where we'll be taking a look at what way would you like to die? The best fictional afterlifes available. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Well, can we talk about the good place? Yeah. Can we talk about I, some others? Yeah, we probably have to because it's, you know, uh, an hour-long podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't get much out of the good place. Yeah, we won't. Probably not. Right, I'm off to go write my Eagly Peacemaker fan fiction. I will see you later. Bye-bye. Oh, I don't want to read it.